0: CHAPTER One of Cats by the Way by Sarah E. Trueblood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. GINGER A tiny bunch of yellow fur, soft, silky, and warm, and huddled close against it six other wee bunches, not all yellow, but of various colors. Even the black lamb of the flock was there, his dusky coat very beautifully setting off the delicate buffs greys and whites of his companions seven baby cats born in an upstairs closet with a fine new fluffy feather boa for a nest a happy little heap truly with nothing left to wish for such delicious warm milk to drink such beautiful fur coats to wear and as soft a bed to sleep upon as ever was pressed by human babe. But they thought nothing of all this. They simply snuggled up to their mother's warm body, blissfully content. They could not yet see her gentle countenance, radiant with the new love, nor could they see the kind faces of their human guardians as they looked down admiringly upon them. As is usual in cat families, the little band was soon broken. The brothers and sisters were scattered, sent away by those same guardians to bring happiness into other homes, each little kitty to win its own way in the world. The yellow or ginger-colored one alone was chosen to remain under the paternal roof, to be the one comfort of his mother and the special care and delight of two ladies who had their rooms on the second floor these two I shall present to you as Ginger's sisters. Mothers, it might seem, by the care and devotion with which they ever surrounded him, but the feelings of the mamma-cat must be respected. She might object to his having mothers other than herself. And sister is a pleasing term to many of us who are quite ready to claim relationship with our faithful four-footed companions. They cling to us, no matter what befall, so long as we give them our love and care. Tis not to them whether we be young or old, beautiful or ill-favored, in rich attire or rags, so long as the heart is right, and a shanty is a palace of what they love is there. Tis true they are fond of luxury. But should the farmer's wife throw down a piece of sheepskin, or a folded bit of faded quilt in some warm and cozy corner, t'would be luxury sufficient. I seldom went to Ginger's home in his early days, that I did not hear the jingle of his golden bells as he scampered through the house, up and down the stairs, here, there, and everywhere, in his kittenish glee. The little life-spark burned very brightly in his small body, for never was Kitten more frolicsome and fearless. How he would romp from end to end of the long parlour, up to the top of the lace curtains and down again, never heeding the pinholes and rents that were left behind! A screen that was daintily robed in silk had to change her attire for white muslin and finally for denim that she might better resist the sharp little claws of her admirer all cats are nosy but young ginger's curiosity bump was unusually well developed no ornament was overlooked no object however small escaped his keen scrutiny one day he was making the tour of the mantle upon one end of which was a bust a female head not life-size but so nearly as to appear quite real it also being slightly tinted to resemble life Pussy went to it and eyed it closely. Then raised up and put a paw on each bare shoulder, close to her fair plump neck, and then his face to her face. It looked so like a kiss and an embrace. Surely a very cold little lady," said Ginger within himself. Then he inspected her hair. Whether he approved of the arrangement or not can never be known, but he seemed satisfied and descended from the mantle. Ginger's sisters are busy women. Minds and hands are ever full, but the cat is one of them. He helps make up the home. A happy family of three in which the little furry brother is never neglected or forgotten. There is much that they could say that would give you a more perfect understanding of their pet's personality. As with most cats, the greatest charm lies with the heart rather than the head. Tis his wealth of affection, his dear caressing ways, that bind him so closely to his own. But he is also keenly intelligent. In his small yellow head there are no vacancies. No cat can better read and understand the changing human expression or tone of voice, even the words themselves are frequently understood. And Ginger is an obedient cat, which is remarkable most of his kind being aggravatingly independent in that direction. Upon one occasion he was lying curled into a round ball upon the lounge, sound asleep. A sister said to him in her ordinary tone, not calling him by name, "'Do you want some kidney?' He opened his eyes wide and looked at her. She repeated the inquiry, when he immediately rose— reached up his paws to her in a long stretch, and then landed on her shoulder, going with her to procure the desired delicacy. Crab and corn are also words that bring a ready response, and his three names—Ginger, boy, and little man—are always understood. His mother has the same quick ear and ready understanding. A certain medicine had to be administered to her occasionally, and well she knew its name. A step towards the closet where it was kept and the mere mention of the drug were enough to send her to the door in unusual and undignified haste. Other drugs were in the same closet, and the same motions were gone through when in connection with them, but unless Puss heard the one dreaded word she showed no signs of alarm or uneasiness. Ginger is not a robust cat. Sometimes he is so fragile that we long to be able to do something for him. He has been repeatedly coaxed to eat raw eggs, as some cats do, but no. Quite recently an egg was neglected, and left standing for nigh a month in a small cheese jar on the window sill. One of the anxious ones said to the cat one day, Ginger, I do wish you would eat that egg. How I should love to buy you eggs by the dozen if you would only eat them. The words were scarcely uttered when the little man jumped to the sill fumbled at the egg in the jar, then upset the whole thing, sending the egg to the floor with a crash and splatter. Down the cat jumped and licked up the egg with evident relish. Did Ginger understand? The two who know him best think that he did. Surely the month-old egg could not have been more acceptable to nostrils and palate than a fresh one would have been. When Ginger was a baby cat, just for the fun of it all, they fitted up a little basket for him. This was daintily lined and contained a small brush and comb, toothbrush, soap, washcloths, and everything needful for the correct grooming of a cat. The hairbrush is to this day one of his greatest sources of pleasure. If he should be sunning himself on the low back roof or snoozing with one eye a crack open in the cool grass below and chance to see a brush being held at the second-story window, his own dear yellow-backed brush up he gets scrambles to the top of the board fence in a jiffy from there to the roof and in through the window with a bound where he may be seen a moment after revelling in the delights of an inspiring invigorating rubdown if the brush be stopped but for an instant he reaches up with both paws rubs his cheeks against the prickly bristles and begs for more more As for the currying of his tail, that evidently strikes him as being a rather peculiar operation, a trifle ludicrous, perhaps. He sits and watches the brush flying rapidly over his outstretched member, with a half-cat smile upon his countenance. Then, with a nervous twitch and wriggle of his back, he looks up at the power behind the brush, as if to say, how much longer must this thing last? Or perhaps, there, there, that will do for this time a peaceful uneventful life has fallen to the lot of ginger day has followed day month after month gone by and seasons rolled around but the sheltering arms have preserved him and fate has favored him consequently there are no hair-breadth escapes or daring feats of bravery to jot down in this little history but he has had one fright that i know of and that was when he was shut up hard and fast in the wardrobe it was his overabundant curiosity, as usual, that led him into it, and before he could think of consequences, the door was shut and locked, and he was a prisoner. "'What should I do?' he meowed and meowed and meowed again, but no one heard. Then, tired out, sat still and listened, listened and waited. It was not for a very long time, but long enough, perhaps, for poor Ginger to wonder if he should ever taste of his beloved kidney again, or be nestled in the arms of his dear ones. Presently he heard a slight noise. Was it the rustle of a skirt? He meowed once more, putting his whole strength into his voice, and, oh joy, he was heard! The key turned, the door opened, and he was gathered into the arms of love. End of chapter 1